Welcome to Effed Up Successes, the weekly creative entrepreneur's podcast about failing upwards and navigating the journey of authentic growth. Today's episode is brought to you by Virginia Dare Dress Co. Virginia Dare Dress Co. is a clothing company for elegance and adventure because life gets more beautiful when you dress up for it. I love this company. All of her dresses are made ethically in Guatemala and now all the pieces are sewn right here in Virginia. She's also super quality driven and detail oriented from the fabrics to how things are made, improving fit based on all of her customer feedback. Wow. So actually listening to feedback like we want to own pockets in our clothing. Yeah. Or women with curves still want to wear pretty dresses. All shapes and sizes. Yes. And the brand is created and run by a wedding professional. This is the best because she definitely knows our crazy challenges when it comes to work, life, travel and creative individuality right now you get free u.s shipping and free returns when you go to virginiadaredressco.com you can also find them and shop on virginiadaredressco on instagram make sure you tell them rachel and lenny sent you hi hi hello how are you i'm 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 good how are you i'm very zen this morning that's so good i, I made, made a bowl in my pottery you class. made a beautiful bowl it was a beautiful it's, it'll be functional functional bowl i'm like you can a little eat cereal cylinder. out of it i can eat like popcorn out of it <laughs> yeah. you can eat soup chocolate marshmallow ice cream mm, mm. yum yeah Lee, i'm excited about today I'm excited too. Are you? Good. I am. How are you today? I'm, I'm surviving. Well, as you know, I, let's not get into like the scary no, 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 story. No. We're not going to, we're not going to get into the nightmare, but I did have the flu. Yes, you for did. For a second time this year. First I had the Spanish flu, or at least what I'm calling the Spanish flu because mm-hmm. I got it in Spain. Then I got the regular old type A American Just flu. Just the darn American when flu. When I was supposed to be at all these events and things that I really actually wanted to go to. Um, and then immediately following me getting better from the flu, I had rats in my kitchen. Yes, you did. So that has been just a lovely, magical past couple weeks for me. The universe is like, been, you want to try for a third? It's like, you, you, know, get that you know what like a Disney movie is? Whatever the opposite of that, that's been my fucking life. So... That's been what I'm dealing with, but uh, I did have a little sort of mini mental breakdown, dyed my hair blue. Uh, and it looks well, great, it's, it's though. It's blue ombre, though. It's yeah. not like when I was a kid when it's my like hair teal, was rainbow. but it's beautiful. It is teal. It's a, It's called midnight blue. Midnight blue. And you look like a vision in your cute little striped sweatshirt. <gasps> Thanks. I was actually, I got this this sweatshirt in New Orleans, and I was telling Adrian this morning, I was like, oh, yeah, like, it was actually like a expensive, it was like a $200 something sweatshirt. He's like, who, what? who spends $200 on a sweatshirt? And I was like, well, I did. I'm just gonna borrow it. It's from yeah. Please <laughs> do. It's very yeah. cozy. I it got it from a cute little cozy. boutique in New Orleans that I'm not gonna say unless they sponsor us. So you know, that's the that's the gist there. No. Why else are you excited about? Today I'm so excited for a couple things. So number one, yeah. numero uno, we have a fabulous guest, and yeah. she's actually our first call-in guest. Oh my gosh, I know, so scary. Which is really cool. We figured out all the technology. Well, you figured out all the technology <laughs> with Billy. I just kind of showed up and sat here like a sludge and just did nothing. So um, yeah, I'm actually really excited about ours, because I feel like we've heard, I've heard so much about her. You know her. I don't stop talking about I, her. Well, I've heard here, about so. her from you. I've heard about her from Alicia. I've heard about her from Krista. Yes. So I feel like I already know who she is, yes. which is maybe a little creepy, but that's okay. Because I don't mind being creepy, but I would love for you to introduce her. If you I like. would love to. You guys have heard I'm me so talk excited. about it a lot. My my lovely business coach, Kristen Kalp, is going to be our guest today. Hi, Kristen. Hey, Kristen. Hi. 
How are I love you? You asked me to be quiet during all of that. Be quiet during the banter. Like, oh, yeah. oh, you have to be. Now you can so, you can say all of the horrendous things that you want to to us. After, yeah. After that, I yeah. think our episode podcast is called like "Welcome to the Shit Show." Like that's I'm, kind of. I love you've been that. to there. Yeah, yeah. It I literally like Rachel has been to there. It's, I've been there. I actually started writing one of our blog posts the other day, and I wrote "Welcome to the Thunderdome, bitches." And then I was like, "No, this is just my life. I need to calm down. Everything's I love that, fine. Though. Everything's fine." <laughs> Um, but Kristen, I'm so excited to finally chat with you again. Linny gets the privilege of chatting with you all the time because you were her business coach. Um, I hear about you, like I said, from her, from Krista, who uh, absolutely love and Alicia, who was absolutely wonderful. Um, so excited to, to hear all about you and I'll, I'll kind of let Linny introduce you cause I don't, sure. I don't know. Anything. Well, let me give you a little backstory about how Kristen and I came yes, to be. I love that. Give I me was your like meet cute. I a nomad, like wandering through the business desert. And I was like, I'm just like this lost little human thinking that I know what I'm doing and then realizing that I, I don't. And mm-hmm. so I'd heard such good things. You know, Alicia and Krista would be like doing their um, their Kristen call days and mm-hmm. then they would be like so motivated and pumped up yeah. and so excited yeah. and rejuvenated. I'm like, hey. What are, what are you guys doing? What's going on over What's there? What's going on over there? What, are you, what kind of club do you guys, are you guys in? And so Krista was like, well, this person has like changed my life and my business life. And she calls me out on my shit. And I was like, well, that sounds like something that I really could benefit from. Mm-hmm. And so I finally put on my, my boots, my big girl, you know, panties and, and went to work and yeah, uh-huh. called Kristen. And it was terrifying. And I think we've been working together for like six months now. And I'm just now like being brave enough to tell mm-hmm. her the truth about sure. my problems. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. So Kristen is kind of, she's already changed my business within, I think working with her for a few months, I booked like two clients in one week. Love that. Um, so she's, she's very special. She's a special human. Amazing. So, um, so Kristen, can you tell us a little bit about like how you got started into the journey of being a business coach? Cause I know that's not where you kind of started your career. Yeah. I have a degree in English education. <laughs> Oh, so different. Perfect sense. Um, sure. Um, I knew I wanted to teach since I was four, and I was always teaching. Like I was five, and I would teach, you know, everything I knew to at, at age five to my like teddy bears. And then um, I was sort of always teaching peers, like throughout the whole time. Like whatever grade I was in, I wanted to teach either that grade or the grade below me for the entirety of my life. And then I went into education and I was like, oh, this is a shit show. This is not at all what I thought. I am Mm -hmm. so bad at this because I'm on the side of the kids like 100% of the time. And when the administration makes stupid, awful rules, I'm the person who says, this is a stupid, awful rule. And that makes you unpopular with the administration. Sure. (laughs) I can see that. Yeah. That was was tough. Um, So I guess about 12 years ago, I was just like, okay, well, I put in my two weeks notice. I secured another teaching job in a much worse space with less pay so that I would be motivated to do something else and I was like hey I really like photography did some photography got paid to do photography did the whole like high-end kids and dogs portrait brand whatever Mm -hmm. but what was really interesting was that the whole time I was doing that I was writing this blog called brand camp two articles a week every week for a year before I was like wait a second I think maybe I might be interested in possibly teaching people about business maybe (laughs) But it was like a whole year of two things a week and like just getting excited and just knowing things. And so it wasn't obvious to me um, until I really started to sit down with people and be like, 
oh my God, this thing, this thing that you think is so specific to you, like you just can't possibly imagine that there's someone else in the world who experiences it. That is exactly par. Everyone goes through this part. Everyone goes through this phase. And if, if you are willing to tell me what the phase is that you're in, I've generally seen it and can help you move through it. Um, so it's not biz coaching in the sense of like, I know exactly what to do. There's a process, there's an order and fuck you. It doesn't matter who you are. You're going to go through my process. No, the opposite of that. (laughs) I can attest to that. It's totally different every time I talk to her. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's different. Like I've been in a room holding a workshop and been like, that advice is only for Jenny. Um, Liz, if you take that advice, I will hurt you. That's not for you because that's that. that, Mm -hmm. Because it's so individual. It's like, yeah. I, let's let's play to your strengths. And you don't all have the same strengths. Yep. Um, and how scared are you of this whole process? Because then we'd like, how, how far back do we have to take it to get it so that you can take the next step forward without fear puking on your shoes? And then right. we just do that the whole way through. Oh, that's so great. Um, that's so great. Yeah, I think that's super important, too, because like with Alicia and with Krista, they run very different businesses. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. when mm-hmm. I was talking and they're very to them, different people. Completely different people. <laughs> Just a yeah. little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally different. Yeah. But when I was talking to them and I was like, I don't know if this is for me. Like art, like my business structure is so different. Like mm-hmm. my problems are so different. And I think they're like, oh no, like it, it's perfect because like she's coaching us on t- like two separate ways. Like it's yeah. not the same thing. You know, you're not walking into a workshop where somebody's right. just telling you this is what it is. Like, yeah. You know, people preach about like Gary Vee and all of these big people. Uh-huh. And I'm like, yeah, that works for, for him. Right. Yeah. Like that's and how for the people, and for the people that, that connect with him. Yeah. Connect with him. But like, that's not going to always be right. Yeah. For you and I mean, your business. I, like I 100% like we talked about this the other day, how I watched like the movie love actually the other day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that was the cheesiest piece of shit I've ever seen. <laughs> and Adrian was like, do you have a heart? Like every person is different. Right. Every person learns in a different <laughs> way. Every person, you know, experiences Mm -hmm. things and there's so much like education out there in this, in this industry and in every industry. But what I think is a big lacking thing is that really specific customized education and assistance where, you know, I I tell people that come to me all the time that I've mentored in the past, um, they'll come to me with an issue and I say, listen, the way that I would handle it is this way, but you have to figure out your own way. And because I'm not you, you're a completely different human being. So the advice that I give you, you kind of have to take with a grain of salt because my experiences and who I am and my business is completely different than you. So to have someone like Kristen, who sort of tailor makes her um, services to each individual person is mm-hmm. so beneficial. Yeah. And I think a lot of people could probably benefit from just using that in mm-hmm. their businesses to kind of figure out what their voice is and how they handle things and, and who they are, honestly. And in general, if a cis het white male is telling you what to do and he's talking about <sighs> passive income, yeah. please just run away. Yeah. Um, please, please, <laughs> my, please. My fight or flight is like punch him in the face, but that's my initial <laughs> yeah. reaction. Punches him in the face, take his shoes. Yeah. yeah. He's a bad dude in general. It's right. just like, yeah. like sit down. It's like Uncle Joe Biden, sit down. Like this yeah. cis het white <laughs> guy know. talking because he can talk. Like for, that moment is done now. Right yeah, on the heels of Super Tuesday. <laughs> I, I love <laughs> exactly oh my god oh my god I don't even want to think about it but yeah no I I love that you mentioned that too because um there are in this generation and I'm so thankful to live now because people always talk about they're like man I wish I was born in a different decade I'm like no 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 I'm happy because we we still are struggling for our rights in this decade but at least 
we aren't like at least it's not like a pat on the head like right have, i just they're there dear they're there they're sweet dear. girl yeah like you're just hysterical because you're a woman actually i watched the episode of parks and rec yesterday where leslie gets all of the past parks directors together oh, yeah. and he's like he, yeah. he literally says to her he goes women don't make good leaders because the menstruation takes all the blood from their brains oh. and puts it in their lady parts so you probably shouldn't be in this position and pa- literally pats her on the head and like I love that so much because it's obviously like a comedy show and they're making fun of it, but it, it, I think every woman out there has had an experience like that where it's like, they're there, little girl. Like, you just you just calm down and sit there. And it's like, absolutely not. I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to shut up. <laughs> and the fact that there's someone out there that's like, hey, guess what? You're doing great by not doing that. It's right. like, we need that rah-rah right. like mentorship, you know, 100%. Um, and Lydia, I know you need it too. And I need oh, it too. I, I desperately just... need it. Well, Kristen's so good about being like, she talks about something and I, I definitely want to bring this up to Kristen. She calls it the asshole brain, oh, yep. um, mm-hmm. which is like, I hadn't heard that term. And I was like, wait a minute when I was like reading up on her, mm-hmm. uh, her newsletters and like her, um, her blog posts and even listening to her podcast, she talks about it, but, um, and she talks about like the magic inside us. And I know some people are like, Oh, that's super kumbaya, you know, blah, 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 bullshit. But like, she's not talking about it in that aspect. So can you mm-hmm. tell kind of our listeners a little bit more about like the asshole brain and like really what makes us so special as individuals? Well, let's start with asshole brain. Yeah. I spent the first 30, 32, 33 years of my life believing everything that my brain said. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's in my body. So why would I not believe it? Like sure. it's saying that I'm a useless piece of shit and that no one loves me and that I should be further along by now. And mm-hmm. if I just shut up and try harder, everything will get better and feelings are bad. And people like you better when you're silenced. So just shut up. Like, mm-hmm. that's all asshole brain has to say. Like, the worst, most hateful, abusive things imaginable that I literally never say to another human being. I would never say that to even my worst enemy in a million years ever. That that was the way I would talk to myself all the fucking time. Yep. Um, and then at some point I was like, maybe it's important that I learn to not listen to this voice in my head that says all these terrible things. Maybe, maybe that's a thing that I don't have to live with. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like a revolutionary, oh my God, I'm never going to get there. I don't even think that's possible. I don't know what it would be like if I wasn't just abusing myself internally 24-7. What was it um, though for you that kind of, was there like this thing that spurred this revelatory moment or was this something that you kind of gradually came to, you know, like I, I know a lot of people have like these, these experiences in their lives that are so jarring, it kind of shakes them loose. Was it something like that for you or was it something that was kind of like a low, slow simmering that, that made you realize oh, that? Oh, I wish it was like a big, like the heavens part, the right. wig come in, a sailor salutes you and yeah. says, your asshole brain is gone forever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's been all. banished. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was just a slow process of like, oh my God, what if I just talk about these things that go on in my head? Because I think maybe possibly, and this was a maybe possibly, I didn't believe this, maybe possibly these things happen in other people's heads too, and we just don't Mm -hmm. talk about them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so finding out when I started talking about asshole brain that like, well, you have that thought too, and you have that thought too, and you have that thought too. And I could sit, like I would do this in workshops and watch people, these phrases that people keep in their brains, they're societal and cultural. Like right. you should be further along by now is a measure that you are alive and a human in your brain. That's all that's happening. That's what your brain is going to say. 
Um, and it's that specific phrase, like you're just never going to get there. You're a total failure. You're a, that is your brain's job is to have asshole brain kick in. And then the trick is to interrupt the pattern. Okay. I see you. I see that that's a thing that's happening. Can I see that and not react to it and not pretend that that is true? So can I act mm -hmm. as if, okay, worst case scenario, you're right. Everyone hates me. I'm going to end up like poor, homeless, all my teeth are going to fall out mm -hmm. and no one's ever going to love me ever again. Got it. Your voice has been registered. Now I'm going to proceed with my life as if those things are not true. Mm, I love that. So it's not making it bad, making it wrong. Oh my God, asshole brain's out of control. It's more just like you exist and I see that. And also I'm going to get so much bigger than you that you will eventually just shut the fuck up and sit down. That's incredible. I, I yeah. think that the, it's, I also, uh, all of my pop culture references lately, because yeah. I've been watching a lot of TV when I had the flu, when I don't usually have any time to, um, I was watching I, Tanya, and it's, mm. of course, the Tanya Harding story, mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, in the movie, of course, her mom is this, like, wildly abusive, super toxic person, but, like, in, in the movie, they kind of make it seem like she's pushing her, but then Tanya's kind of like, you know what, I'm going to do this shit in spite of you, right. and I feel like a lot of people, when you have a toxic person or an asshole in your life you can kind of separate yourself and move on from that and grow from it and say you know what I'm going to succeed despite this person but it's so rare that we reflect in our own selves and say wait a minute I'm being the asshole to myself yeah. it's my asshole brain that's doing this yeah I need to stop and like be more positive in spite of that and when I started with Kristen I mean it was that was literally it and I was like well there are plenty of excuses that I can make as to why I'm not like booking the number of weddings that I want to book with or like reaching my like ideal clients when really, let's be honest, it's me. Like mm -hmm. I'm, I mean, it is so easy for you to kind of self sabotage and to listen to that, you know, voice in your head that tells you, well, you're not good enough. You don't deserve to work with these people. Yeah. You don't deserve to make this much money, whatever your goals are. So working with Kristen has been really good. Cause she's like, no, like none of that's true. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. you, let's figure, let's figure this out. Yep. Let's figure it out together. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So Kristen, when it comes to your clients, people that are, I'm assuming it's mostly business owners and probably mostly creative business owners and women, if I had to take a guess. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's mostly, yeah, it's mostly, um, people that identify as women, um, just cause dudes don't listen to women. It's yeah, pretty simple. Uh, yep, 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 yep. That is also, <laughs> that's, how it works. that's you guys also hear that? a truth. That's also a truth. Except for like our, our, some, our few listeners that are amazing men. Yeah. I was just triggered by so many experiences in my life when you mentioned that. I was like, wait, do you want to hear my experiences? No, we all have them. Right? Um, oh my God. But if you're listening and you're a dude, like I would be thrilled to work with you. It's not that I don't work oh, with yeah, people who yeah. have penises or yep. identify as yep. male. It's yep. that mostly they're just like oh, you're going to make me, like, talk about, like, what I think Feelings. and feel. Yeah. But, well, no, I just need a system. It, yeah, it's, you know what, too? It's, it's like, that that toxic masculinity, which mm -hmm. is such a, it's such a, like, complicated issue right now because people need to understand we're not attacking masculinity. No. Masculinity is positive. But toxic masculinity, I think, in a lot of ways is, is literally what keeps men from touching base with their emotions sure. and being open and honest with themselves about who they are. Like, there was something the other day where it was, like, a meme – um, about like a dad and a little boy and they were like they like kissed each other on the cheek and they were mm -hmm. laughing and it was super cute and like somebody had commented and been like my dad would have punched me in the face and it's like that oh, is shit. horrible that's not normal that wow. is not normal yeah. and and but that's been normalized right. for ye for years and years oh, and years so Kristen do you listen to, do you listen to a lot of other podcasts 
besides I do not okay. I keep this shit tight and she right I'm tight. Sorry. It's no good. it's good I actually kind of appreciate that because I don't listen to him too mm-hmm. many either mm-hmm. but I do listen to Dak Shepard's oh, podcast yeah. and Love he was talking about expert. his dad is very toxic or was toxic uh-huh. in his life and he was talking uh-huh. about how like like he would tell Dax and his brothers, like you can fight all day long, just don't punch each other in the face. Otherwise, I'm gonna fight you guys. Yeah. And there's just like this weird, it's like so insane. I just yeah. would never yeah. think that yeah. like that was it's just, just normal, weird. just to go yeah. beat the shit out of your siblings and like yeah. have it be normal and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just what a like what but a weird thing. That's right? exactly the thing. I think that historically, at least in American culture. Boy, little boys are taught don't feel feelings. If you have any feelings to express, there it's anger. You right. show anger, and then women mm-hmm. are taught to kind of shy themselves away and make themselves small to be and polite, yeah. and yeah, and all the shit. So then we we see this this crazy situation where we've got these men who don't know how to experience their emotions, so they release it in anger, and then women who are used to taking that anger and absorbing it and saying, "Oh, okay, everything's fine. I'm gonna, I'm going to accommodate you." And like the fact that we are now in 2020 and it's finally to the point where women are like absolutely not and and men as well are like hey you know what actually this isn't fun for me i'm gonna right. i'm gonna raise my son to not be you know An i'm asshole. gonna break the cycle now <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's it's incredible um so lovely tangent that we just went off on but i did have a legitimate <laughs> question so kristen when when you have clients come to you um, and do you have like, what would you say the bulk of your clients are coming to you for? Is it, um, people that have like a lull in their business or, and that are struggling or is it people that feel stuck or is it people at the beginning of their businesses? Like what is a common theme that you find? Or if it is a variety, um, I'd love to just hear kind of some of the, the people that benefit the most from, you know, from the work that you do. Yeah. Um, my apologies, guys. We did not run over these questions beforehand. Sorry, I just not, like to I didn't throw know, out. I didn't some know they zingers. were going to an advertisement for me, and so <laughs> like, 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 sorry, not sorry. No. Uh, you can check out coaching at kristenkelp.com/tap. Um, <laughs> love it. I love it. Okay, so the three things that I found that every single solitary person I've ever worked with over the course of a decade comes to me with, at some level, the thing behind the thing is one of three things, or all two, or three. Okay, so the first one is that you're hiding that you are in some level, like you're presenting X out front of you, but X is not who you are in your heart. Mm. And when those two things don't line up, it gets weird fast and it goes awry in different ways. Like you, you sort of come to the end of yourself and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to have to be vulnerable, but uh, let me just try a marketing class. Let me just try a Gary Vee class. Yep. Let me just like anything to avoid the vulnerability of being seen for who just you actually are. It. That's yeah. the place where it falls down. Okay. Number two is that you're afraid of failure but you're also bound up in perfectionism. So you literally just don't Mm. try, but you have so many plans in your head. Like you have like 43,000 pages worth of notebook and no action whatsoever because the fear of failure is so great that nothing else can top it Mm -hmm. ever for any reason. These are the people who are like, I'm about to rebrand my website for the fourth time in two years. And I just hope you can help me. And I'm like, stop. (laughs) The rebrand is not the answer. The rebrand is the pretty six to $14,000 solution on top of you're not actually doing anything. You're afraid of failure and you're bound up in perfectionism. Mm -hmm. 
None so of that I've sounds saved familiar. many a person <laughs> from dropping this. Like, yeah, like I've saved a lot of people from just dropping this six to $15,000 on a graphic designer that's just going to be wasted because you're probably hiding. So you're going to build a bigger facade to hide yep. behind and that's just going to further the problem. I love that. So it's not the graphic design is bad or the branding is bad. It's that if you don't know who you are, no brand is going to seem like you because you have no idea who you are. Oh, I'm obsessed with this. Isn't this good? So yeah. this is one of the reasons I like went to Kristen because that's just me. And I'm sitting here like sulking in this chair being like, man, she's calling me out. Mm-hmm. But like when Alicia, Alicia Bruce, um, she's also doing my, my branding photography. But when she pivoted into branding photography uh-huh. from, she was kind of like a fine art. Do- like she was trying yeah. to be in the fine art she photography. She was doing weddings and stuff. Yeah. And she told me that like, Kristen, that you called her out and you're like, man, like you have all this beautiful work, uh-huh. but like you're sitting there wearing like sneakers yep. like yep. and yep. you know what I mean like do these things really they go hand in hand yeah. and she was like well you know no you're right you're yeah. right and now she's pivoted onto something that is so much better for her oh my god it's and perfect for I her I will tell you it's super hard and like I remember like just like my heart like was racing when I first had my first call with Kristen and like pounding, and I was just like terrified, like pounding in my chest to the point where I could feel it. Yeah. Because I knew she was going to ask me the yeah. hard questions. Uh-huh. And I was you're going to have to face them, yep. ha- actually have to be accountable because otherwise, mm-hmm. what the fuck am I doing what here? Are you paying her for what her? Yeah. For? <laughs> so you're hiding, you're afraid of failure and bound up in perfectionism. That's a single sentence. Mm-hmm. And then um, you never, ever ask for help and you're drowning quietly mm-hmm. so as not to bother anybody. That's hey. the third one. Hey. We're just like staring at each other. <laughs> hey, I'm a cancer. Hey, okay, well, that's what I do. I'm all three of those things. I love it. I, I definitely resonate, I think, yeah. with the third one. I yeah. think that that's that's especially like the woman in me where I'm just like, no, 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 I'm good. I can do it myself. No, it's fine. I got it. Like, everything's okay. And it's oh true. Gosh, we, yeah. You know, but well, and I think that the, the thing about that one, especially because I can resonate with that, is that when we start these businesses, that's already such a huge leap. So it, it mm-hmm. makes us feel the safety of, oh, yeah, well, then I, I can just like do anything that comes my way and it's not it's not even confidence it's just it's almost like stubbornness yeah of well I'm just gonna do it because I've did it before and like I can figure it out and it's like you shouldn't just be figuring things out you should be like excelling and succeeding and and like living a wonderful life because that's what everybody deserves and I think too sorry not to to interrupt but I think a lot of us are also like okay well we're female business owners we have to be strong and we we have to know what to do yeah Yeah, you gotta raise the kids and run the business and still look cute and be sexually attractive but not be too sexually attractive you gotta be cute and and you've gotta be like prudish at sometimes when you're around like older like you gotta be everything to everybody it's just fucking impossible it's impossible true but it like makes you know I feel like being in this position like is it a weakness for me to need help from somebody else? And like finding that, that honesty within myself being like, you know what? I do fucking need help because I have reached the point where I can go no further on my own. Yeah. Well, we're, it's, it's almost like we're like petulant toddlers if we refuse the help because it's like, you're like the kid that like can't open the pickle jar, but you're like, I'm I'm not going to ask for help because I can do it myself. It's like, no, just ask for help. Right. And then you'll get to eat the pickles. And that's the great, the great thing in life. But, um, I do think it's, it's one of those things too, where, um, and I'd love, Kristen, for you to touch base on intuition a little bit, because I think that that's something maybe that you, um, you've talked, I know that you've talked to a few people about, but I think it kind of uh, relates a little bit to kind of what you talked about. Um, my thought is with with intuition, which we all have, and I think it's just a difference of how close we are to it and how much we actually are connected to it and how distant we are for to it. How do you think... Um, 
because and this is something that I struggle with. How do you think it's best that people can figure out what's their actual intuition and what's their asshole brain? Like, how do you figure out what the difference is between that? Because you know, sometimes my intuition's like, absolutely not, can't do that. That's a terrible idea. Like when I was in Bali, I literally I don't know if I told you. You this, told me that story. I literally yeah. thought I literally knew that I was going to die when if Alex and that. I were going down this cliff yeah. face, and I was like, no, we're gonna turn around. And I had like a panic attack for the first time in my life. Mm-hmm. That I truly do know that was my intuition. But there are other times where it's like, mm, am I just afraid? Is this just my asshole brain holding me back? Or is this my intuition? So how do you think people can kind of identify and discern between the two of those? Oh, the first clue is that intuition is usually in your body. And so intuition mm-hmm. doesn't have a whole lot of verbals sometimes. So like that, no, and that's all you get is often true. It's just that no. That. Um, and it's that wall that gets thrown up, like we're gonna die. It's just no, it's not there's not a story like, oh my God, you're such like, this, this is going to happen and this is going to happen and this is going to happen. And then like the more sentences it has, the more likely it is to be asshole brain. Love that. So like if you're explaining it away, it's probably your asshole brain. But if it's an immediate yes. feeling of like shut down, that, down 100%, reaction. that yeah. makes sense. That yes. makes sense. Because it, your body's just doing everything it can to shut it down. And that has nothing to do with your asshole brain. Interesting. Um, just like if you think of the way that when you see a person that you find attractive, male, female, I don't give a shit. You mm-hmm. see that person. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can try really, 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 really hard to be like, they're not attractive because blah, blah, right. blah, right. blah, right. blah, blah, right. blah. Right. But if your little bits are like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> can I also just say how happy I am? Am I flexing muscles yeah. over here? I'm so happy as a woman that we can hide our boners because like, <laughs> yes. if I was a guy, I'd be in trouble yeah. every day of my life. I'd be like, oops, sorry guys. <laughs> right? Sorry, just pitch and tents over flip here. And, flip and tuck. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so um, many lady boners. But like, how you yes. can't talk yourself out of that I love that that. dude had blah 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 blah. listen my vagina says that guy I love that that. girl yeah those people over there Mm -hmm. and you don't have to act on it but that's the difference between like in theory I would like to be attracted to that person that doesn't fucking work and so your intuition will generally give you signals that you can't override but you can certainly explain away that's such a great analogy though i've never even thought about connecting it to that because it is i'm just like about boners now so this is lady boners just boners (laughs) in general (laughs) generally your intuition will not be something that's easy to override like when you're looking you're in bali you're looking down the steps you're like i'm gonna die no part of you is like but i should totally ignore this and keep going yeah yeah you can yeah but there's no part of you that's like for sure let's just find reasons to keep going and the right. more sentences more likely to be asshole I brain. love that I more sentences that's actually perfect it's very like it's so perfect it's good well it, yeah. it, it also kind of reminds me of when people are kind of I don't mean to necessarily bring religion into this, but a lot of times what I've heard from people that are either religious or not is the people that are kind of like screaming the loudest and white knuckling Mm -hmm. their beliefs are typically the ones that don't actually believe and they're grasping so much to it. And that's kind of like that asshole brain thing when you're explaining in so many words and so many sentences and like really out there and, and claiming that like, yes, this is absolutely what it is. And like, everybody needs to believe me. It's like, you don't actually believe that. That's why you're coming up with all these things right. to justify it. So like in that same way, when it's your asshole brain, it's basically you in running through all the scenarios, explaining it away, trying to give yourself all these these thoughts and feelings. And 100%, I, I do agree that every time now I look back in my life and my brain is just like, no, and there's nothing else. It's just mm-hmm. like an absolute no or an absolute yes. It always, if I follow that, 
goes well for me or, or I avoid mm-hmm. potential danger and horrible things. But when it's the mm-hmm. opposite of that, it's like, oh, it's just me explaining away things. So I love, I love that, um, that you talked about that. And um, you talked about in, when we kind of asked you some questions here that I think also kind of relates to intuition. Um, you said that the, the ways that in which we slowly but frequently cut off our interiors, ignore our emotions, and then wonder why life feels so awful. Um, and this is also something where I was reading this and I was like, Linny, oh my God. You were like, oh, many of, you're like many of my clients um, have said, let me just stop feeling. And then a few months or years later, they wonder, ugh, I don't feel anything. What's going on? So connecting those mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I cut off those skills and then reclaiming that intuition. Um, what is like, and I don't want you to, you know, reveal all of your magical teachings, but like, what do you think is a good way that people can kind of, you know, asking for me, (laughs) come back to that and experience those emotions without, you know, I think the fear a lot of times is you open the floodgates and then all of a sudden it's like, what if I just am a blubbering mess the rest of my life and I can't stop feeling emotions, you know? Enneagram four here. I completely understand. Um, So when you open, the longer that you've had something shut down, the more of a backlog there will be to process. Mm. Just like if the, I don't know, the sewage center shuts down for a week, then it's got a backlog a week and then, right. So if there's, if you've shut it down for five to seven years, totally hypothetical, didn't do that in my marriage at all. Um, (laughs) There's going to be a hellish thing on the other, there's going to be a hellish thing on the other side that is like, I'm going to have to recover every single one of those bits that I totally and completely shut down and ignored. And that can take some time. Um, But you're like, you're, you're not going to die because you're feeling things. You're going to die because you're refusing to feel things and they don't go away just because you don't feel them. They just get pushed to the side. Right. And then they sort of, for me, and I'm not speaking for anyone else. I'm not judging for me. That was, um, I spent a good solid 18 years like battling with depression and like, why, why, why? Like I was living in the wrong place. I was doing the wrong job. Um, I was married to the wrong person. Uh, I, I, I inherited the feeling that, um, feelings were bad. I learned that like way early. You can't have feelings. Feelings are bad. Okay. I'm an Enneagram four. I literally (laughs) am made of feelings. I sometimes have words. Right. Right. So feelings are bad. Ergo, I am bad. Ergo, I need to shut this shit down. Right. And so, as you slowly start to come back, it can be really helpful to have a practice. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, that's breath work. For you, it might be literally anything that gets you to sort of quiet your mind, be with yourself in, in a place that you are not afraid of. Because when there's when we know that there's a backlog, we get afraid of ourselves. Yeah. We get afraid of our interiors. It's scary to go in there. I don't know what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Um, often when people are hiding, they're hiding from themselves first and then from everyone else. Um, so there's stuff to unpack. Yeah, there's stuff to unpack, but it's not going to kill you. Like you put it there. It's not, it's not like somebody else can just slip in there and stick bombs inside of you. Yeah. It's it's you put it there. Um, and if you have triggers, that's awesome because you can work through the triggers. All you have to know how to do is interrupt the pattern. Okay. You said this, I am flipping out. Okay. Why am I flipping out? I'm in like, I'm six, I'm seven. There's a time this trigger got installed and Mm -hmm. I can choose to not react to this trigger in this way. Times every feeling you have times the rest of your life. It's not easy work, but it's worth doing. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, we're looking at each other because we fine. both can just like I'm just read. having a moment. It's, it's like okay. a yeah, it's a like our life story um, here. I would love to know also 
again, to- totally asking for a friend here. Uh, no, I would, I would love to know when you, have you ever had clients that come to you and it's like, they're making a huge major, like either life mistake or business mistake. And you're just like, hold up. We've got to like reverse everything and completely start over. Like, is that something that you can identify in people? And when you do see that, that what's, what's your, what's your process like to basically like unfuck somebody? Oh, that is, but I can't tell you right away. Um, so when you fill out a questionnaire or you agree to work with me, I like automatically create a vision for you and where you could go if everything goes according to plan. And then it's my job to not tell you what that vision is. It's just to hold you to the next two or three steps over the course of a year so that that. you don't freak the fuck out because you would freak the fuck out about where we're going. I love that. I love Um, that. And if, if you come to me and you're like, listen, I can talk about anything, but we're definitely not talking about my relationship. We are definitely not talking about how I need to divorce. And we are definitely not talking about this. Right. I can assure you that those are the things that we are eventually going to talk about. Mm. Just not on the first or second or maybe third call. <laughs> that's, that's so great, though. I, I love that. I literally was talking yeah. to, to Rachel when we were um, getting ready to, to call you about how it took me what like we've been working together for six I think almost seven months Mm -hmm. now and it took me maybe Mm -hmm. three calls to finally be like okay listen this is what's really going on yeah this is what's really holding me back and you're like well fuck Lenny like (laughs) you know what I mean like let's focus on these things then yeah um and it was so like nice because like I knew it was coming and you know for a long time I was like well maybe if I don't say anything she'll like figure it out on her own yeah and Uh like I don't have to say that that's what's going on um, and I talk a lot about body image issues and that's kind of what it kind of boils down to for me, for a lot of my, my problems within my business, which you wouldn't think that those go hand in mm-hmm. hand, but they certainly do in an industry that's sure. full of really beautiful Well, it's, it's not even that it's a very visual, yeah. it's a very superficial industry. Yes, I mean, like mm-hmm. literally we have, I was just talking to somebody the other day and they were like, yeah, I want to do a styled shoot, but like, I know if it's not like two white cis blonde human beings then no one's gonna publish it and it's like that's a fucking problem within our industry or at least within like what's most capitalized but also like oh just call bullshit on that and do it anyway i'd love to see not cis not white not het not like just go fucking crazy and show us that and like Like, the mainstream that is possible exactly like in the mainstream if i see one more skinny white girl with a goddamn bouquet (laughs) down to her ankle and a goddamn seven thousand dollar dress shot on film in front of a big tree right (laughs) here's the thing i think that there's a place for that but i i also feel like my biggest issue because i don't i don't look like a white woman and i when i remember when i was a kid i tried to be a white woman because i was like that's what's popular that's what i see on tv that's what i see being like all the boys like the white girls like that's what God damn Rachel I, that, but that's what it was I like mean, I've truly. never had to think about that because I don't see you oh, as like well, now I'm you like I mean? now I'm like don't fucking call me white how dare <laughs> right. you how but dare you? back in the day you know I was like I told you this like when yeah. I was in the summertime I would get really tan and I would scrub my skin raw in the shower hoping that I would be like a few shades lighter you know and mm. now well it's, and I mean, that was like kid me now I'm like fuck that give me all the melanin the you know I'm, I'm like gonna soak melanin it up. Yeah, all no, the way it's heartbreaking but, but, but it was 
what's crazy is it's almost like the new version of that when I'm surrounded by that kind of thing in this industry. That's what I see in right. in the mainstream of the industry. Now, don't get me wrong. There are publications out there that do celebrate sure. different cultures and, and different ethnicities. Like Munaluchi Bride is like a really fabulous mm-hmm. one that does like beautiful luxury weddings. And it's, um, but you don't, but that's not the mainstream. Right. That's like a section mm-hmm. of it right. that you see that they're like, oh, you, you guys can have that your own little like pretty much segregated section of the market, but you're not in the mainstream market. Yeah. And there's been a lot of like, yeah. there's been a lot of backlash luckily in the last couple of years to different things but about that, but it's still not changed. This is exactly what it is, right? Like in our industry, you have to be perfect. You have to look like just this way. Well, what way. the ideal of perfection ideal is. Yeah. And so for me, I got really hung up on that. And eventually I knew it was going to come to light, mm-hmm. whether it was me saying something or not. Because Kristen just has a way. She probably already knew that mm-hmm. about me mm-hmm. without me having to open my mouth and tell her, yep. hey, I don't love how I look. I'm yep. worried about my perception. Yada, yada, yada. But I think it always comes to light, right, Kristen? Like you probably already know where this journey is going, hopefully for most of your clients. So in some ways, in some ways ways I do. And in some ways I'm like, okay, so your, uh, your husband has a brain eating disease and we have to triple your income. Okay. Um, there are are always like real life, right? Like real life comes in and does things that I just couldn't possibly have prepared for. Um, I think my job, like in sort of the, the bullshit white hippie complex, which is like, this is a safe space. No, it's not a safe space because you say it's a safe space. It's a safe space because you are a safe space and you do right. not let the bullshit happen that right. everyone else allows to happen. So my my whole ethos around being a coach is not that I know what to do next. It's that I'm like I listen and I make a space where you can listen to you as well. And then if you don't hear you, then I'll just be like, hey, did you hear that? Or hey, it sounds like this. Or hey, mm-hmm. it sounds like that. Um, but it's much more a container for you to listen to you than it is for me to impose my will or agenda. That's not what we, right? at a, at a soul level, that's not what we sign up for. What we I, sign up for together is like, I'll help support you however I can in whatever way I can. And what that looks like will be a little bit different for everyone. Sure, sure. Well, I love, I mean, I, I like truly it sounds like what you do is more like therapy than mm-hmm. like my, than the, the traditional um, concept of like what business coaching is, at least, you know, in, in my brain, what I've always thought of it classically to be. So, um, Mm -hmm. obviously I know that you help with people and their struggles and kind of getting out of their own heads and things like that. Um, do you see, do you do a lot of the like business building and like the, Hey, you're, you've been doing this, this way for this many years. Let's try it this different way. And like, let's try to figure out how to, if you want to like triple your income, like you just said, let's figure out how to do that. Or let's figure out how to attract the right client for you and and what it is that's kind of holding you back. Do you see a lot of that too? Or do you think it's a lot of it's kind of like soul searching and figuring out yourself? Um, I can totally help you with that. But the, if we don't address the root cause, the like very expensive shiny thing we put on top of it is Mm -hmm. just going to come back in a different way. Six months, a year, two years, three years from now, if we can get to the root cause, that other stuff is so fucking easy. If we've addressed the thing that you've just been trying to hide for like two to 10 to 12 to 17 years Mm -hmm. about yourself. Um, So when we can make peace with whatever that is, um, and if you need a therapist, like lots of my clients are in therapy as well. I am not a therapist. I'm simply like, hey, that's worth looking into therapist. Um, 
then then we can go to really interesting places. My fundamental thing is just like how much money your business earns is not and never will be the most interesting thing about your business. Yep. I'm interested in, does it fulfill you? Does it, does it help you make meaning? Does it bring your gifts to the world? Is it your truest work? Does it help you, you to sort of cultivate and navigate your own interiors? And does it make money? But that's like the, the cherry on top of all this other shit that if we have a shitty business that makes a lot of money, you can be locked into that for a long time, just yeah. sort of drowning as you go. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I hear that. But she does I'm focus on, on like business plans. Like she'll set up yeah. stuff. So with me, she's like, okay, well, what's your conversion rate? Yeah. Great. So your goal is to do X, Y, Z to get that. So there is this great mix with Kristen. Cause I do feel like she's kind of like a soul coach. And yeah. I know that's kind of a weird like term. She's not like necessarily a life coach, but she's like, Hey, like, yeah, like I can see based on like, you know, X, Y, Z, like you're stressed about these yeah. things. Like she's the person that pushed me to do no work. I call them no work Wednesdays, Love it. like to take a, a, you know, a portion of a day off and just not do dishes, not be a mom for a little bit, not answer emails, not okay. answer texts. So now I take a pottery class and I you're feel great and I love day. it. Yeah. And I've <laughs> bitched about it forever, like on this <laughs> podcast now because I come from my class and it's just, it's made my business so much more like intentional because yeah. I'm not sitting here yeah. like, oh God, I got to go drag myself back to my, yeah. my computer. It's like, yep. okay, well like Wednesday's over. It's basically it's Thursday's a new, a new Monday for me. Yep. 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 Um, so mm-hmm. she definitely does do a mix, but it's like the right mix. Yeah. It's not just like. It's almost like you're finding your power. Like yeah. you're harnessing like what, cause it, I think, well, yeah, I yeah. think that we all have that within ourselves and we, uh, life in general, it's kind of a fucker, right? Yes. And so it beats us, it beats <laughs> us yes. down. And like every day or every week or every month, there's like something. And I think that there's there's something where, especially when you've been doing something for so long, mm-hmm. you're good at your routine, but you yes. don't realize that your routine needs to fucking change as yes. you're growing. Because you're growing, your yes. business is growing, and you need to grow everything along with it, but you keep doing the same shit. So to have a business coach that comes along and says, hey, Hey, guess what? Time to wake up and shake it up a little bit mm-hmm. and like get to that next level I think is hugely powerful because we do get we do get tired and burnt out and yeah. we get kind of bored of the same old same old. So I think that like for people that have been doing this for so long and they kind of get if uh, my thing is when you start to notice yourself getting lazy in your business, that's when it's time for a fucking change right. because when you get lazy that's that lethargy is basically staleness and mm-hmm. no forward progress and you can only succeed if you have forward right. progress. Right, you're just so. treading water at that point. Exactly, yeah. I, I think with Kristen too, it's 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 a challenge, right? Like working with a business coach, I think so many people think, okay, well, like this is going to be the answer to all my problems, mm-hmm. right? Like she's just going to tell me, <laughs> she's just going to tell me what to do yeah. and yeah. like she'll write mm-hmm. all this for me. Yeah. But really like she's mm-hmm. like challenging me every yeah. time we have a call. She's like, okay, well, like you have to step out of your comfort zone yeah. and do X, Y, Z. Have you done X, Y, Z? Yeah. Well, you, it's that <laughs> accountability though. Yeah. I, I, Cause I feel like, you know, having someone, there's so many, I mean, this is multi-layered, obviously what she does, but yeah. we, you know, I've tried accountability part before and it always ends up being kind of one-sided yeah. or you get lazy or you're like I don't have to do this but when you're paying a business coach to tell you what to do and yep. to improve it's almost like you got to get your money's worth and you got to show up and do the thing and she's the, not not the authoritarian but she is kind of the, the person that you're answering no, she is. to yeah you're answering to this person I love you Kristen you're scary I love like, that. in the best way possible oh I love that I think oh, you need to I be. try so hard not to be scary no, like, not I have scary. my pink hair and my sparkles and my rainbows and my I'm like it's also okay, why I love her because yeah. she's just like beautiful <laughs> 
beautiful pink hair but, goddess. But but you're powerful, and I think you're that's powerful. intimidating. It's not even. It's just like I know that like she's gonna hold me accountable. Mm-hmm. Like Kristen, mm-hmm. I know like when I. I if I was to ever show up to our calls and be like, well, I haven't done anything, you're gonna be like, well, why the fuck not? Like, yeah, yeah. so I know that I think no, what it was, but I wouldn't. I would just be like, I would be like, oh my god, like tell me about that. Tell yeah. me about why. Really you, serious. Tell me about on. why. And you know why though? I think because yeah. we we grew up with this uh, ho- personally because I was in the fucking public school system that was <laughs> yeah. horrible. Yeah. Um, that they basically are like, you memorize this shit, and if you don't memorize it, you fail, and then your life is over and you die. Like yeah. that's what you knew. So to basically mm-hmm. have tasks it's so overwhelming I think for us to sometimes say oh shit I have things to do and then it the dauntingness of oh my god what are the consequences sure. of this are so huge that you end up being crippled and then you don't do it yeah. and then so then to mm-hmm. have someone that's like hey no worries we're gonna work on this yeah we're gonna give you like we're extending it's a deadline changing how your stuff. mind works you gotta yeah you're restructuring mm-hmm. your brain but it's we crazy. talk about challenging like things that challenge us are always going to be scary right so when I say like she's scary I mean like I know I'm gonna be talking to her about things that are bigger than me and that they're gonna be challenging mm-hmm. for me so like it's just mm-hmm. knowing that it's never just gonna be easy like yeah. tell me what to do Kristen fix yeah. it for me yeah. you're gonna you know tell me what I need to do yeah. to actually get mm-hmm. my shit going I mean we weren't built to just have easy like comfortable no. lot I mean you could be easy and comfortable and live the rest of your life in bed watching tv and eating like mac and cheese it sounds great but cheese like puffs. or yeah cheese. well I I was craving, oh, yeah. I was craving mac and cheese last night so I had <laughs> I ordered I was gonna cook and then I was like fuck this and I ordered chicken tenders and mac and cheese chicken like a tendies. child and it was the best because yeah. chicken tendies are the best this is why I've gained um, weight after having a child because I'm like oh you're not gonna finish your oh, chicken f- tenders well I'll finish them for you little boy <laughs> yeah absolutely um, Kristen, I would love to hear. I know that you you probably don't want to disclose too much information about your clients, but do you have any like really cool stories of stuff where you've had like someone that came in downtrodden or like struggling with something and they've made this incredible progress and had something really kind of amazing happen that you could share? Because I would, I mean, everybody loves like a success story, but I'd love to hear if you've just. Um, even if you can keep it kind of vague or, or general, like something that either you're really proud of or, or you're really proud of this person for basically coming in and saying, I'm struggling, this is where I'm at, and then seeing the progress, you know, later. There are a couple that come to mind really quickly. Um, one was a woman who was sort of like living in her parents' basement. And, um, and then she um, qualified to get a mortgage on her own because her income had raised so significantly over the course of about 18 months that that was now a doable thing. And um, she's shopping for her first home right now. Um, um, there's one that was like uh, Canadian clients because Canadian clients, they're, they're socialized so differently. Like sure. if you think it sucks to grow up a female in America, try doing it in <sighs> fucking Canada. Yeah. Cause all you say is I'm sorry for the first yeah. fucking 18 yeah. years of your life. So, <laughs> yep. um, so the first exercise with any Canadian client is what if you don't say I'm sorry for a whole week and you, mm. you die and then suddenly <laughs> you don't die. Um, That's so amazing. helping Canadian clients go from like that sort of apologetic. I'm so sorry. This has to involve money, but it's, it's a business in it. <laughs> yeah. To like, yeah. we have to um, like, we have more clients than we've ever had. We're totally booked. The newsletter is full. We're like our average sale doubled. Uh, we're I'm doing that. less work and making more money, but also we've addressed these bigger issues at the root of the whole thing. 
the you know the the Canadian shame industrial complex, and yep. so we're we're not going to give those any more credence, and we're going to move forward from here. I love that. Those are the very very best. The people that are like, I can't do this. It's impossible. I don't have any bookings. It's hard. It's terrible. Uh. Yep. And I'm like, actually, you're hiding. What if you try this and this? Okay. Yep. And then what if you try this and this? And then this and this? And then maybe this and this, but maybe not. I Let's see that. what happens. But it's like being um, unapologetic and gaining that confidence. Like the confidence to be like, no, I am here and I have every right to exist and I have every right to make money and be successful and do these things. It's like, how do you like rewiring your brain that way is like, what? yeah, you just get the courage to fail. Like yeah. I, when people mm, are like, what I if this that. fails? I'm like, okay cool well then you'll know but this yep. whole like let's just build it up in my brain for the next five to six years and never yeah. do anything that's yeah. killing you yeah yeah that analysis paralysis I mean there's been so many crazy things that I hear people doing and saying and it's like yes fucking do that just that's do it amazing already. yeah and they're like no right I, I just don't want why what is holding you back and right. it's like you know me as a friend I can only do so much but like maybe <laughs> I should make people pay me now too to be like yes absolutely fucking do that because I feel like that's what people need they need that kick in the pants to be like yes you're gonna do this they need someone that is like simultaneously a cheerleader but also an authoritarian but right. also like a guru and also like a someone that just gives them permission like you said to to like feeling okay to fail like being okay with getting to that point and getting over the giant roadblock in your brain that's like oh god what if I fail yeah I mean what if you fail what then what like okay then there's a million other options out there you know we everybody's failed before but we build it up in our mm -hmm. brain so I love that that that's kind of the process yeah with you. we make a sort of like routine out of imagining worst case scenarios particularly if you have anxiety or depression oh or both God. yeah um Oof. and so if you can take that energy that you put into worst case scenario and direct even 10% of it toward like, okay, but what about best case scenario? Yeah. Everything begins to change because Amazing. if uh, once you start to divert energy away from that power source of, yep. of fear and what if, and what if, and oh my God, I know it's like, but what if it didn't fail? Like, what if you weren't homeless next week because you tweeted about this or Instagrammed about this? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. Often our brains will tell us like, okay, if you do X, you're going to end up homeless. And yeah. X is like post to Instagram. Yeah. 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 It is crazy though, how it's, it sounds so silly to say out loud, but it really is in your brain when something, when you're paralyzed in front of something, it's really mm -hmm. like in your brain, it's the worst case scenario. Yeah. And I, I, like, I, I know firsthand like just the power of that positive thinking, but it's getting to that, right? Because there's been so many times I've like, I swear to God, I've like willed things into existence <laughs> this year. And people were mm -hmm. like, do you remember when we were talking about this and you're like, this is what you really want. And you're like, I'm just going to do it. And then it happened. Yep. And it's crazy, mm -hmm. but like just changing your mindset is like so insanely powerful. And I, I love that you kind of touched on, on depression. Cause I noticed that you live in Portland which is like, uh, not that right? like, th not that those two things go hand in hand, but like, it's very mm -hmm. dreary there. I think that they do have mm -hmm. a lot of like, uh, they, there is a lot of cases of depression, at least that I've, I've heard of from statistics and things. So like, how do you maintain your own sunshine and happiness and kind of stay out of that when you're in kind of an area that, you know, statistically is a little bit more kind of yeah a little, a little bit dreary yeah um I have really debilitating um seasonal affective disorder for a lot of years yeah um and depression's main 
the way that I know it's depression in my body is that uh, I'm incapable of imagining a better future. Like mm, it's just, it's yep. always going to be this way. It's the same. It's awful. It's not going to get better. Just stop fucking trying. It's hopeless. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I had a teacher once, David Elliott say it was a master question that he just threw out all casually. Like this was not the key to the universe. And it was, uh, what can you be seduced by? And I was like, mm-hmm. Oh my God, I can be seduced by despair. I can look at the globe, look at the headlines and just go yeah. all the way into like the despair of the world is so overwhelming. Yeah. It's like in Beetlejuice when there's the neither world and you just step yeah. into the sand and, and then, ugh. and then you just wait for the sandworms to come. For yep. me, that's like the headlines every single goddamn day. If I pay attention to them, sure. um, they're, they're sandworms and they will eat me alive. Um, so what is it that I can give my attention to that is action based, that is not just like consuming of information based is the right, first thing. Right, right. Um, in particular, headlines. Consumption of headlines for me is lethal. Right. So it's not a, for me, it's about like, where is this in a larger picture of time? Right. Um, and so in this moment, like I see so many things are falling to shit. So many things are garbage. And also like, what is an action I can take? Well, mm-hmm. I can volunteer on Saturdays at the library for story time. And I can get those one-year-old, one-year-old to five-year-olds and their parents all fucking oh, so revved up that they can't even handle how amazing life is. And I can be an advocate for libraries because they are literally the most magical spaces in yes. all of the world oh, and they are free. So great. And if Ben Franklin said, libraries we're just going to give away all of our knowledge for free and anybody can come and the homeless people are going to be at the computer most of the day here in portland yeah and that's just going to be how it is because everybody's welcome yeah um then it would be like that's socialism but because it happened so many years ago we're like oh yes libraries well yes we fund those somehow in some way that is actually (laughs) true like yes you're right yeah very true yep Yeah. So the depression bit is less about, um, for me personally, it's less about headlines and more about like, what are the actions that need to be taken? I will do that because Mm. if I just fall into scroll and headlines, I'm going to end up in despair, just being eaten by sandworms very quickly and without any sort of warning. And it's incredibly alarming. And I'm like, listen, I'm trying to grow a garden in my soul and I don't need the Trump headlines daily to be like rushing in and just trampling things. So it's not that I don't care. It's not that I don't know. It's that if I devote more of, more than five minutes of any given day to just headlines and quote unquote, keeping up, I will be, I will not be of service to anyone. Yeah. That's, I think that's great. I think there's a lot of people that can identify with that. I mean, I certainly can identify with like the depression, especially seasonal depression. I mean, I literally bought a happy light actually funny enough after talking to Alicia about it. And yesterday was a very dreary day and I sat at my desk and I was like, it's crazy how I feel so much more motivated and mm-hmm. and so much mm-hmm. like so much more productive with this stupid little light mm-hmm. in front of me because because I still in mm-hmm. my brain you know whenever it comes to like brain disorders you're always like well that doesn't make sense that it's broken like my arm could be broken I can physically see it so I can justify that mm-hmm. but when it's my brain sure. I'm like there's something that doesn't make any sense so it's crazy that um that that little thing can help but I I I really like that you said it's basically about identifying first kind of what your almost like what your triggers are to kind of thrust you into that I mean I yeah we were just talking about earlier I had a trigger the other day that kind of thrust me into this really dark place for the past week and now I'm like I'm I'm sort of like slowly kind of figure out how to come out of it and like feeling like 
me again, but identifying that. And then I love that you said like doing something that's kind of action based is, is like the key thing. So if people can like identify number one, what is it that's kind of triggering this and kind of throwing you into that huge, dark fucking tunnel of despair that happens and and Mm -hmm. for a lot of people. And then if you can figure out whatever that action-based thing is that gets you out of that and prevents you from falling too far into it, I think that's like a just, I mean, it's priceless is the word that I'm looking for. (laughs) My brain is still coming back, but, you know, that's that's what it is. Um, Um, Can I recommend a book? Yeah, 100%. I love um, books. Everyone. I'm going to go to the library Um, and rent it. Borrow it. Okay, so, (laughs) right? Go to the library and get this. But also, you're allowed to buy this one because it's really good. And I would really, really like... um, I love it. She's worth the dollars. This is... It's Pleasure Activism by Adrienne Marie Brown. And in it, she says, like, if we could make activism as pleasurable as, say, like, going to a restaurant or whatever else it is that we think is like the very best thing, then we would all fucking do it. And I was like, honestly, that book was outlawed. I was just like, that's stupid. That's literally impossible. Adrienne Marie Brown. No. Right. Right. And then I started volunteering at the library and I come home every Saturday after having hustled around for two library, you know, two story times or songs, dances, there's rhymes, fucking hide. You got to high five kids, give them stats, balloons. Amazing. I would pay to do that. And so um, if it can be not just activism, like I will go and pick up the trash, even though I hate that and it's stupid and it's on the wrong day of the week. But can you find a way to be like, oh my God, I would kill to be there. Like Saturdays at from 9.50 a.m. to 1 p.m., there is nowhere else on the planet that I will be. That's how good it is. Like, can you find a thing that makes you feel that way that is also doing some sort of good within 20 miles of your home? I love that. We all need that too, right? I feel like 100%. we get stuck in that. Well, I just couldn't possibly do one yeah. more thing. But or if like, it's yeah, something I don't that have like time, right? But, but like you were saying, something that makes you feel so good that you're looking forward to it every week. Yeah. And then that's you're just right. like, yeah, I think that's such a nice thing that we all need to like. Well, I, I think it's also have. things that sometimes aren't that easy to sure. do, but once you do them, you feel rewarded. Like you, you were talking about doing Storytimes Library, which is brilliant. I never thought about doing that. But like when I would volunteered at the homeless shelter and did activities for kids, it was always a struggle getting my shit together and going because, of course, it's after work. I'm already tired. Right. I'm spending my own money on doing this. I got to mm-hmm. drive all the way across town. But after I was done, I was so energized mm-hmm. and it was so mm-hmm. I felt so fulfilled and I and I honestly now that I, th- I mean it was mostly in the in the summer well, actually no it was for it was an entire year or so but when I look back on that time there were very few moments of depression that because it because it could just couldn't fit in between all of those little moments of like re-sparking the joy yeah like yeah. that jump start of joy mm-hmm. and that jump start of happiness like it was it was so far on the one end of the spectrum of happiness that it took so far to get mm-hmm. back to the other end of depression that like by the time mm-hmm. it was about to get that, I was like, Oh no, back at the shelter. We're doing this again. So it was like it, yeah. finding the something despair like that. can't swallow you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it literally mm-hmm. feels like, um, almost like, like that, uh, like a pneumatic tube that has like a ball in it and it's rising <laughs> and it's like, well, but the air didn't get yeah. all the way down. So it's like popped back up again. Right. You know, that's kind of what it felt like. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that that's like, um, something that a lot of people, 
we all we always make the fucking excuse. I don't have any time for that. Oh, I can't do that. I'm There's too tired. I, I'm too tired. I've got too much responsibilities on my plate, and I've got blah 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 blah. It's like no, you'll make time for things if they're important to you, and that 100% should be important because that's something that I think um, a lot of people could benefit. Yeah. I mean, the world can benefit from that, and then yeah, you as a but human to being avoid. Benefit. Yeah, I just want to avoid making people feel like shame if they're already depressed and they're like, listen, I can't fucking shower, brush my teeth, sure, and leave the house. Sure. So I'm be very clear that for a number of years, my goal was literally shower, brush your teeth, and leave the house. Absolutely. Oh, um, 100%. That was my depression goal. So 100%. this is not like it goes, you know, like it's phase one, you know, you do absolutely. it, phase two, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, yep, it's yep. a long process. Oh, well, like, absolutely. I just want to like I yeah, extend yeah, yeah. love to all the people that are depressed because depression is like, a very very reasonable oh yeah living yeah in the world right now. <laughs> and this isn't of course yeah for sure for people that like can't actually physically feed themselves on the daily or can't wake up in the morning like there's like that's not for people that are like that that's i've definitely been there too and that those are the moments where it's like you want me to do fucking what no i'm i'm literally gonna be in this bed for the next 36 hours and like you can come and say yeah. hi but i'm just gonna be here like that's that's cr- crippling lows of yeah depression, like my goal but, is to shower Right. right. My goal is to, to step out of bed and like change my clothes. That was me during know? my pregnancy. Yeah. I was like so depressed. And oh, so yeah. Bad. And, and like, that's. I'm going to go downstairs today. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what I, what I, <laughs> yeah. It's, no, truly though. Like I'm going to go watch TV downstairs on the couch versus just laying in bed. But in bed. TV. Right. You're like, wow, this mm-hmm. change of scenery is so refreshing. Look yes. at me being a real human being. Yeah. Right. No, I 100% I identify with that. I think what I'm saying is when I do find those little bits of hope, it's like keeping the momentum going because for me I've noticed that like once I it's so fucking impossible once you're in that depression hole to get out of it so it's Mm -hmm. like if you can kind of keep trudging forward and kind of find these things that keep you in that kind of forward momentum mode then it's a little Mm -hmm. bit easier not impossible because things things happen life happens it's all garbage most of the time but you know just those little kind of pieces that kind of kind of keep you going is is you know they're helpful you gotta do what you gotta do obviously i feel like i need a hug it can also be really helpful like when you're in a shit show it can be really helpful to put down your shit show so that you can focus on someone else's yeah. Oh my um, God! So helpful. that's a really good point. Actually, <laughs> so we're sitting here like holding hands. We're we're holding our hands. We're swinging our hands. It feels so much better. So I we just started a new segment, Kristen, called Oldies but Goodies, and I think that this would be <gasps> yeah. so good to kind of our, to end our like mm-hmm. amazing talk and everybody that's listening I really do implore you to check out Kristen if you think that you are in need of somebody that's not just going to tell you what to do but tell you how to fix yourself and then do it she's the person for you um Kristen so we do this segment called oldies but goodies Rachel and I Mm -hmm. both have kind of an affinity for older people that we find attractive silver foxes Mm -hmm. is there somebody that you find very attractive that is older in age it doesn't doesn't have to be conventionally handsome we've talked about that. can you give me a range anything Um, anything i would say over like are we talking like 70 yeah i would say maybe 55 60 you know what if 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 he looks like if he looks older if if like you (laughs) if he looks like someone's dad that would pick you up from the pool in like middle school or high school that's kind of where i'm starting for me like Kevin Costner or like Robert Redford. I mean, I'll list everybody, but like Harrison Ford, mm. people that were like super sexy when I was born. And now I'm like, I still mm-hmm. watch things or like read up about, about, 
about them and I'm like, you're still really, you're still really fine. Mm-hmm. Do you have anybody Jeff like that? Goldblum. And it could be it's, male, female. It's really strange. That's what I mean. I'm like, it's really strange. I'm, I'm very straight, but also my answer is Helen Mirren. Yes. <gasps> Helen Mirren is 100% quintessential silver fox. She's like, I oh. just want to hang out with her and be yes. like, you're beautiful. You're beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And she's gotten so much. She's like. It's such a weird thing for women to get so much better looking with age, but she really has. Oh my god! Yeah, I just want to like go grocery shopping with Helen Mirren. I just want to have like like a shit face and eat pasta with Helen Mirren. Oh, that would be fun. Just like wine. So great high with Helen Mirren. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god! Talk about the theory. The theory of the university or the university. Jesus, the universe. I'm not high right now. I just don't know words. Well, she was in. Fun fact: as a parent, she was in Monsters University, which is like. Monsters Inc. Oh, like secondary, and actually, it's a one. very cute movie. But Is she it? was in it, and she was very oh. scary, oh. but turned nice in the end. Well, um, thanks for spoiler alert. Jesus. Yeah, have you seen? <laughs> I think it's like the Hundred Foot Journey. Have you guys seen uh-uh. that movie with her? Uh-uh. I haven't. No. Watch it. Is it's it good? really good. So good. Oh, so good. Yeah. Hundred foot journey. Hundred foot journey. Writing it's it down. really good. There we go. That. Boom. It's typed. Helen Do Mirren. It. If you're gonna watch any movie this year, go watch that movie. She is so great. She's yeah. so graceful and beautiful and wonderful. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna write it down too. I'm gonna write down my book suggestion. I'm gonna write down my movie suggestion. Yes. I'm gonna spend a lot of time in the library, right. just doing all. The now I just want to schedule my next call with Kristen because I'm amped up. I know. I want to schedule a call with Kristen right? now too. Shit. Um, I'm just gonna give a plug for Adrian Marie. Oh Brown. yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. Adrian. A D R I E N N E. Marie, M-A-R-E-E. It's not spelled like you would think. Brown, B-R-O-W-N. Follow her ass on Instagram. Buy her books. Give her all the dollars. She's amazing. Love it. She's not even white. It's even better. She's in my cart. Bonus points. Done. She's in my Amazon Um, cart now. It's so good. It's just, oh, she's so good. Everything she does is so good. Uh, And then for me... Um, I guess I have a couple of coaching spots opening up in April. Um, you can find me at kristenkelp.com. Um, kristenkelp.com slash tap is KK on tap where you work with me for a year, which is what Linny has turned this entire podcast into an advertisement for. Um, <laughs> I mean, welcome. I was just so, curious. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to know all the things. So, um, yeah, so it's, it's business coaching. Cause that's easier to say that like, I'm never going to use the term soul coach. Cause that just sounds too woo and will freak people but out. Like, country. I mean, it's, yeah. but it is, <laughs> but it is. But business coaching sounds so much more manageable when you talk about it with people, in yeah. particular people who are not in the industry. Um, so yeah, that's that's it. Um, that's that's my favorite, and I have a podcast called "That's What She Said." You can come listen. Love that. It's really fun, and uh, we're going to start recording live. It's called uh, "KK and the Rainbows," so you can come Ooh. and play and I'm be so a rainbow. I'm so excited about that it. So fun. I'm so excited. I love that. Perfect. I'm so excited because usually the live podcasts are like you go to a studio and there's a space and there's lots of people and I'm like my people are like sensitive introverts yeah. so how about if you call in and then we have our dogs all wave at each other at the end. I I'm love it. I'm <laughs> obsessed with that. Yes. I love that. That's so fun. Perfect. And Rachel where can people find us? Um, oh god put me on the spot. And then it's your turn. They week. can mm-hmm. find us on Instagram at aft.up.successes they can also find us on Facebook at aft.upsuccesses um, they can email us at aftupsuccesses at gmail.com. 
Um, and they can actually go to our website now, <laughs> which we just, We're professional. we just Ooh. quote unquote officially launched. I mean, there's still a lot to be done because it's us doing it and we're <laughs> trying our best, well, congratulations. but thank you. Yeah. Just enjoy it. I yeah, know they're going great. You could go to fdubsuccesses.com and you could see all about stuff. And I think our faces actually, are there. Our faces are there. Our bodies are there. There's fun yes. pictures of things there. You can reach out if you want to be a guest or a sponsor. Lots of fun things come in there. Um, um, and it's going to be, oh, I forgot I put this photo of this emu on there. There's that too. Um, it's great. So yeah. So it's a good place to be, you guys. Go check it a, out. It's a great place. Check out Oh my Kristen. God. You guys are so fucking adorable. Oh my God. We, we try every day. We try really hard, Kristen, and we appreciate your feedback. Um, but definitely check out Kristen. Kristen, thank you so much for being on with us. This was actually really spectacular. I think a lot of people probably resonate with this. I personally got a whole hell of a lot out of it. So mm-hmm. thanks for my practically like free coaching now everybody understands why i talk about her all the time i love it yeah no she i mean again i feel like i she's like famous i know her name and now now i know a voice to the name so it's great so thank you so much um enjoy enjoy rainy portland and um we send all of our love from a surprisingly sunny day here in virginia but Gonna be... It's actually sunny here in Portland, oh, so prepare yourselves. Amazing. That's why you got, you got sunshiny, Kristen, talking to you. I yeah. love that. Well, enjoy sunny Portland, though, and and I'm going to go out and just like, lay in the parking <laughs> lot you. and absorb that vitamin D. So if anybody else wants to do right? that. Thank you me. so much for having me. Of course. So much fun. Thanks, Thanks Kristen. You, Kristen. It was so great. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye.